0: man show we're joined by the new coach of nickel state the colonels austin Clanch coach Clanch how's it things down there in the Swanson, louisiana
1: man what's going on man things are great down here man you know just uh we've got a couple of our guys on campus right now for uh summer workouts um, you know we got a bunch of uh we got a lot of guys we've had to sign since we took over here in april and uh we've got one more scholarship we're trying to uh finish up here and just preparing to uh Get on their own July. But everything's good down here, man. A little bit of rain here the last couple of weeks. Uh, Some much-needed rain. So, uh, everything's good down here, man. How's everything out
0: in Atlanta? Coach, can't complain, man. It's the off-season for me. I have six weeks until Falcons training camp starts back up, so I'm going to enjoy it while I can and live it up while I have to travel with the Hawks or the Falcons, my bud, my man, before this things get going in late July here. Uh Uh-huh. I hear you. I hear you. Now, Coach, how does it feel, man? You're 28 years old. Got your own team, Nickel State. What does it make you say? Make you feel about the administration to say, "Hey, even though Coach Claunch is young, he's a young guy. We trust him to lead our program here and what we got going on at Nickel State going forward."
1: Well, I mean, of course, it, it you know it means a lot. You know, um, to be part of the success that we've had the last two years. You know, being under the tutelage of Coach Riley and um, you know our whole staff. Um, I think for the administration to um, you know, kind of have the confidence in me uh, to say we want you to take the t- uh, the torch uh, from Coach Riley and continue building with the success that we've had. You know, these past couple of years, um, And certainly you know to me a lot of confidence. Um, and uh, you know, like I said, we're we're excited. You know, their excitement in me me excited going forward. Um, our players are excited. <laughs> I think you look around at our athletic department, all of our sports teams are doing, um,
0: you know, really on the
1: rise. So um, for them to kind of look at me and say, hey, you know, we're trusting you to, you know, continue uh, with the tradition that we're trying to build here, it's really exciting, uh, no doubt about it.
0: Now, Coach, you feel like by you being close in age, to the guys and also you having success with Coach Riley and that gives you instant credit to the with, with your locker room and with potential recruits because you've probably been calling, calling some of the guys that you're trying to go after you ought to be able to bond with those guys How's the coaches in the state know about you as well so you feel like this is an easy transition for you for us you no know, having to deal with the guy by your age also because you've only been on staff you've already made a lot of calls been a lot of latest down in Louisiana so people can always say hey you go to Nickel State you'll be alright
1: Sure, you know, no doubt about it. You know, the last two years, uh, you know, I've developed a lot of relationships with guys throughout this state, really the whole southeast. You know, not just not just high schools, but junior colleges. Um, you know, because we recruit transfers as well. You just are, you develop relationships with people all over the country. You know, um, you know, you talk about me being close in age with a lot of the guys. Uh, you know, we're recruiting, and you know, to me, it's, it's a huge advantage. You know, it wasn't too long ago, I was I was in their shoes. You know, playing college basketball and. Um, I understand it's a lot. You know, I think sometimes as coaches and um, adults, we sometimes forget, you know, what goes into a 20-year-old's day when you've got basketball and you've got academics. And, um, you know, we're asking them to run in the morning, go to class, come to practice, go to study hall. Before you know it, their entire day has gone. And there's not a whole lot of time for them to, you know, um, kind of choose what they want to do. You know what I mean? And yep. um, it's hard. College athletics are hard. You know, Division one athletics are hard. Um and I think, you know, um, me not being too far removed from being a college athlete, I played at the Division Three level, but still, you know, not, not too far removed from being a college athlete. Um, you know, I understand the daily kind of grind and struggle that it is. Um, and uh, I think that there's a, an aspect to that that, that the players uh, respect and, and can, can relate to. So, uh, no, definitely, definitely.
0: Now, Coach, now for you what's been the biggest adjustment for you moving that seat up to being the head man from being the, an assistant? What's been the biggest adjustment for you so far?
1: Well, I, I just think, you know, it really comes down to at the end of the day, you're, you are calling the shots. You know, I think, I think as an assistant coach, it's, um, you know, I, 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 I always, you know, you always want to have, you know, your opinions and you always want to have, um, you know, way, ways to help the head coach. Um, but at the end of the day now, it's, it's ultimately my call on who we take, how we're going to play, what we're going to do in workouts. Um, and the biggest thing now for me is just, you know, being, being sure of yourself and trusting, um, you know, trusting how you want to run your program, trusting the guys you're recruiting. Um, people ask me all the time, you know, you know, never being a head coach, um, you know, 28 years old, never been a head coach. You know, how do you sort of adjust to certain things? And, you know, I, I am 28 and I've never been a head coach and, what I tell people though is, these, these are not the first time that I've been asked these questions. I've been asking myself these questions about I was 18 years old: how I would do this, how I would do that. And, um, you know, I've, did I ever think I'd be this young as a Division One head coach? No, probably not. But I'm certainly prepared for this moment for a long time. So, to me, it's just trusting your gut, being sure of yourself, and and knowing that if you put in the work and commit to what you're doing, um, and have guys buy into your vision and, and your identity for your program, you're going to be successful.
0: And, Coach, that's how I feel, too, because, you know, I'm 31 myself, and I've had my own show mm-hmm. since 25 in 2012. Wow. So mm-hmm. I, I got my master's degree went writing the radio. So wow. I know how you feel. <laughs> like,
1: what, you're 25
0: <laughs> with your own national syndicated radio show? Yeah. How did you get that? Because I believe in myself. I've always been preparing for this. While I was interning, I was preparing what I would do differently. What I would think I would do this segment this way. This I would ask this guest this question. So, the same how you feel about you doing this for long. That's how I feel when I got my, got my finally got my breaking radio.
1: Right, and I think the other thing is you know it's, it's important to mention I I worked with a great staff and I worked with a great boss and you know I feel like I've hired a great staff and I've got people around me. You know, no one does this on their own, and I've got guys every day that that are you know working not, not it's not about working for me but they're doing everything they can to, to help our program win every day you know what i mean whether it be um checking checking classes or um you know if, I, if i'm if i'm in a meeting with our athletic director and they've got to get started early you know with the workout i trust those guys um you know as much as i trust myself quite frankly you know and um, i think you you could probably you could probably talk about guys that have helped you in, in, in your career. And I think anyone that, that's gotten to be um, – I think anyone that's reached their dreams, wherever, wherever, you know, whatever field it is, um, you know, can, can talk about people that have inspired them and, and pushed them to get to where they are.
0: Amen to air Coach. And then Coach, God, touch on a little bit, Coach, uh, with the roster composition. Uh, with Nickel State being in the Southern Conference I know you guys are gonna take the Juco guys, transfer guys, grad transfer guys, some sit some sit one, play two, sit two, sit one and, and play one so and also with high school guys. So as you go for a build on your roster, what's the ideal mix you want in recruiting and when you
1: compose your roster each year? Well I mean I think I think you just kind of said it you want to mix, right you know I think um, I don't I don't necessarily try to write down we want X amount of high school guys, x amount of Juco guys, x amount of you know transfers, things like that. Um, you know we are going to sit out a few kids this year um, and kind of you know I, I think when you look back at how we had our um, success these past two years, you know we set out two guys that, that were really successful for us this past year, um, you know two all conference guys and of course, we had a lot of other pieces as well, but um, I, I think it's important to, to, to have guys sitting out that you want to develop, and then you know you also of course have your you know nine of ten scholarship guys that um, uh, they're going to play for you this year. In terms of where they come from, or you know what level, JUCO transfers, high school, you know to be honest, I, I just think at the end of the day you want to try to get the best kids, um, great kids that are that are good, um, you know good locker room guys, like obviously talented. And and you try to make that mesh. You know, I don't I don't necessarily try to focus too far into the future. You know, ultimately I I want to be successful next year, you know, and I think we've put together a roster that they can do that. You know, we've got great character kids, we've got guys that are gonna work hard. Um and whether they're eighteen years old or twenty two years old, quite frankly, it, it really doesn't matter to me. You know, I want guys that they're gonna come in ready to work, be great teammates, push each other every day. And if they happen to be older and we gotta, you know, go get some more kids Next year, then so be it. You know, we got really lucky. We had two freshmen last year, um, you know, that had great years. Raji Lyons and Kevin Johnson started for us over, you know, over half the season, both of them. You know, I think Kevin Johnson might have even let us in minutes played. Those are two guys that, you know, high school guys that we, um, you know, that now we're building around, you know, and I think um, one thing that's been great is we've had success these past two years with guys from every level. You know, we had, like I just mentioned, two freshmen that, that started over 15 games. We had Juco guys that, we're all conference. We had transfers that were all conference. So, you know, I think um, we were able to prove a little bit, um, you know, that we can develop guys and whoever it is. You know, if you come in and work hard and put the time in, you're going to have a chance to be uh, successful uh, with the way that we play.
0: And, Coach, uh, you, you, I, you kind of let him my next question. What would be your playing style uh, for this roster going forward? You'd be trying to play fast, defend and rebound, uh, attack on defense, switching. So, uh, what kind of, what, based on the roster you have like right now, how you see yourself playing this up, upcoming season?
1: We're going to play fast. I mean, there's no doubt about that. I, I want, um, you know, there's going to be some things that, that we do that are similar to what you've seen in the past. The biggest thing that, that you're going to see, you know, our, our identity is going to be on the, on the defensive end. You know, we're going to play some zone. You know, I think everyone plays a little bit of zone, but we're going to play hard man-to-man. You know, we're going to switch when we can. We're going to trap when we can. Um, we really want to force turnovers um, and rebound the ball. You know, offensively, I, I want to push it and kind of play free-flowing. You know, we're going to have sets. I mean, at the end of the day, to beat a good team and to be a great team, you have to be able to execute half-court offense. There's no doubt about that. But I do want our guys playing aggressive. I want them attacking downhill. I want multiple guys that can handle it and use ball screens and pass. Um, and I want our guys, you know, to feel like they have a green light. You know, if you have a good shot and you're a good shooter, shoot it, you know. And we're going to be aggressive on the offensive glass. Um, but our biggest thing, you know, um, I jokingly told someone last year, you know, I wasn't a very good defender myself. I, I told someone my saddest uh, my saddest moment in my coaching career is when I truly realized the defense was the most important part of the game. That, that, that was my saddest uh, My saddest moment as a coach, I said that jokingly, but I thought last year the reason we had so much success was we, you know, I thought 80% of our practice was defense. You know, we really focused on it. We had guys that loved to guard the ball, were tenacious defensively, and that's going to be our identity going forward. I mean, you got to have guys that can make shots. you got to have guys that can create do things offensively. But ultimately what it really comes down for for us is we want guys that want to put put the ball in front of their nose and keep it in front, you know, and then, of course, you know, be uh you know, be active and then try to, you know, cause chaos defensively. So that's really uh, you know, our, our biggest identity, um, you know, for Nickel State basketball.
0: And coach, I know non common schedule's is big for teams like yourself in the mid-major level so I know you gotta do a lot of guarantee games you gotta put the two-for-ones to get people to come to your place and maybe some exempt tournaments so what you've been the head coach knowing that you kind of have to play some guarantee games uh, how do you see us going with filling the rest of the upcoming schedule with knowing you got some guarantees you have to kind of raise money for that department with there
1: yeah, you know, I mean, that's, uh, I mean, that's just part of it. You know, we're we're not the only school that has to do it. You know, I think a lot of teams in our conference, other conferences, go through it. Um, you know, ultimately, I, I tell people all the time that it, it comes down to two or three games in March. You know, you got to win the conference tournament, and, and you got to play well in January. You know, we're really kind of testing ourselves in November. Um, you know, we play Louisville, Baylor, Washington State, and Ole Miss. That's like four of our first five games. You know, and um, you know, I, I tell our guys, you know, you want that opportunity to play on national tv you want that opportunity to um you know play the best of the best you know and um you know we plan on going in there and competing i mean going in and trying to win the game you know and you look at you look at last year i think we were six and seven going in the conference and you know of course you want to have a winning record you know but we uh, again tested ourselves playing you know a really good non-conference schedule and when you look at what happened on the back end i think it really helped us You know, we went 15-3 and in league. We were ready. We were battle-tested against a few NCAA tournament teams. And we were ready to play. You know, I I think, you know, it is tough. You have to raise, you know, money. But, um, look, at the end of the day, you know, you're going to go play somebody. Five-on-five, throw the ball up and, and, you know, see see what you can do. You know, that's kind of our attitude with it. And and we're excited. You know, we're going to play some really good competition. And I'm excited to see uh, how we do. Yes, indeed.
0: Well, Coach Clunch, I'll tell you what, man, you got me excited for you. I look forward to talking to you in the fall again with, right, right, right when everybody and gets tipped off there, man. So I feel like they're in good hands with you keeping somebody off Coach Riley's, coach Riley's uh, staff. was a great idea by the university. Glad they gave you the job before having you on the show in the future again, Coach. And I'll, I'll, I'll take advice about the Bahamas as well, man. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know, man. You have a good
1: time out there. Travel safe. I really appreciate you guys having me on the show.
0: I sure will, Coach Clunch. You have a great day. man. going to talk to you real soon, buddy.
1: Yes, sir. See you later.
0: All right, it's Austin Clunch on the Boss Man Show. All right, folks, we're back here in the Jar of the Boss Man Show. We're going to talk to the new coach of UNC Asheville, the Bulldogs. Coach Mike Morrell. with me on the Boss Man Show. Coach Morrell, how are things over there in the Asheville, man?
2: Things are good, man. Things are good. You know, I grew up in this area, so it's good to be back be back over this way it's not quite as hot as it was in texas man but we've been we've been burning up here lately but it's uh it's good to be back in this area man we're doing well and uh we're enjoying uh having most of our guys on campus and enjoying the summer a little bit
0: now coach uh... How's the community been, knowing that you you from the community, you, this is kind of your part of the world here. How have people been knowing that they got they got one, one of their own back? Because I know Coach McDevitt was one, was one of their own as well, and they have you as one of their own. So kind of keeping that same theme of having guys who are familiar with the Asheville area. So how, how good has that been? How's people been treating you since you've been back from Texas?
2: It's been good, man. Uh, you know, I,
0: I'm not actually from Asheville, but I'm from the area. I'm, I'm from right across the state line in
2: Tennessee in the Johnson City area and you know one of the things that was so attractive about this job was just the fact of you know the community really supports this program and uh, you know we don't have football and and men's basketball is, is a key cog in, in the things that we do around here and uh, you know as a you know as an assistant coach you're always looking for an opportunity that you know you can be successful at and you have people who support you not only in the community but in your administration and I've got a tremendous AD and just people around here who want to win but they want to help people uh and they want to help student athletes. So I'm really fortunate to be in a position where we've got a great connection with the community um and it's it's really a partnership in helping these guys uh you know become the best version of themselves
0: and coach what's good about it is coach McDevitt left a great program for you to inherit you know you're not going to a a, a rebuild job like some jobs are you going to a job that kind of already been built as a foundation solid foundation and then that's on you to put your own stamp on it so as you as we as we go to that point what are the things you're gonna do for yourself in, in your program is to try and put your culture on it your stamp on the basketball program going forward
2: yeah, well, I mean, Co- Coach McDevitt and, and Coach Biedenbaugh and, and the guys before them have obviously done a tremendous job here just building a, a culture of winning. Um, but we, you know, we do have, um, you know, we lost four seniors and we lost Macy O'Teague and Jonathan Bear um, to transfer. You know, one went to Baylor and one went to Clemson, so they're, they're now in Power Five League. So we lost, um, you know, probably six out of our top seven. So it's not a rebuild in terms of you're trying to completely rebuild a culture uh, because this program's been good for a long, long time. But it is a uh, it's going to be a transition period for us and having a lot of new faces uh, around this campus and in our program. So uh, it is an ability for me to come in and put my own stamp on it, but also realize that you know the people who uh, you know we've got a, a, an awesome facility here and just again the ton of support and one of the reasons for that is because of the guys who have came before me uh and the job that they've done here um so yeah it's an opportunity for me to come in and and like you say put my own stamp on it and we're going to do that but we're also very cognizant of of those guys who, who have had a ton of success here so uh again i'm really fortunate because we've this is a basketball it's a basketball school and it's an opportunity for me to come in and in my first opportunity to head coach and, and uh, be at a place that really values ball.
0: Now, coach, you guys help him be helpful. You got guys on campus kind of help putting your stamp on it this summer, having them maybe work them out a little bit, implement some of your style, some of your workouts, some of your drill work as well, and some scheme if you want to even go that far. So how important is the, oh, the workouts being extended for four hours now, from up from two? It's going to help you for is getting things kind of implemented to help you guys when it gets gets, gets live in October and the November when games start.
2: Yeah, I think what it allows you to do is just not feel like you got to crunch everything in. Uh, and having the ability to have four hours. I don't know how many coaches around the country are using all of those four hours. Um, you know, maybe some are, maybe some aren't. But, uh, you know, it's just an ability for me to come in and not feel like you know, you got to do 100 things in a certain amount of time. It gives you a little bit more time to plan. It gives you a little bit, a little bit more time to, to actually learn about your guys on the floor. Um, because, you know, early on, and I'm two months in right now, but that's been the best opportunity for me to build a relationship with our guys is actually getting out on the floor and sweating with them and working with them and just having the opportunity to learn more about them as people. Um, so that's been very, very helpful. Um, again, I, I would be interested to see how many coaches in the country are actually using all of those four hours. Uh, there's been weeks where you know we, we've done that, and then there's been, there's been a few weeks where we've not used all four of our hours because it is a lot for these guys – because I, I really feel like for us, this time of year is a, is a great opportunity for them to get, get bigger, get stronger, get faster, um, get in shape and things of that nature. And obviously, you know, being in the weight room and spending time. So it's a healthy balance because they're also going to class and things. Uh, but you also want them to feel like they, they have a little bit of a summer as well. So uh, it's been good, though. You know, I've, I've really enjoyed that that increase in the hours.
0: Now, Coach, what's been the biggest adjustment for you going from a long-time system to being a head man now? All right, moving up there one seat, how how big of adjustment has it been for you thus far? And not to, not that you've had to do it in game-wise, yet, but just doing all the behind-the-scenes I administrative mean, stuff.
2: Yeah, I, I think it, without question it's been just you go from making suggestions all day to having you know, to make decisions at, at every turn. And so, you know, when you do that, uh, you know, that can wear you down, uh, because you, you, you know, early on, I think you probably tend to put some pressure on yourself to try to make every decision the right way. Uh, and that's just not possible. So, um, you know, for me, it's definitely been that. And then trying to take a little portion of a day to, to grab a deep breath, um, and, and, you know, just, just relax for a second because it is, um, you know, one thing I've learned in the first, you know, eight, nine weeks on the job is, is that you've got to try to take care of yourself because if not, you can you can you can literally run yourself out. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, as an assistant you can really kind of sit there and plan out your day and check the box and do the to do list and all that. But now as a head coach, you know, there's a lot of things that slide on your desk on a daily basis that you had no idea was coming or or anything like that. So I was pretty regimented as an assistant in terms of feeling like I had to get a couple, you know, a certain amount of things done a day. You know, as a head coach, you're just some days just putting out fire. Some days, some, you know, the player, or you got to be somewhere. And it's, uh, you know, the, the the sliding over, like you say, 18 inches uh, makes a world of a difference in terms of uh, just not offering up suggestions all day, but actually making decisions.
0: And, Coach, uh, for as recruiting, uh, how are you going to go about uh, recruiting? Are you going to be more of a high school high school guys or you don't go more grad transfer or juco guys or sit one play ones or sit one play twos so how you feel like you don't compose that roster there
2: yeah I think we'll have a healthy mix of, of all um, you know And I think at our level uh, and really the the entire college basketball as a whole the recruiting model is really changing uh, you know the one record that our sport continues to break every single year is the number of transfers that 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 seemingly leave schools, and so for us, you know, uh, we had we had four, you know, students transfer out of our program. Uh, two went to higher levels, and and two um, to to lower levels. And so, um, you know, that's something that that uh, you know you got to replace, and you want to try to get older. Uh, so, you know, I think the opportunity to, if it's the right fit, you know, take a kid who's transferring; they can sit out and play you know, two or three years, it can be healthy because it's a way to get a little older, a little quicker. Um, but, you know, for me, it's more about just finding the right fit for our program and, you know, trying to get guys that fit our culture, uh, both from a playing standpoint, but, but more importantly, uh, just from a personal standpoint, you know. And uh, as a coach, you know, early on, you want to make for sure you're taking guys who, who fit you as a head coach, but also fit the pieces that you're putting together. You know, from a roster standpoint. Now, I'm really excited about the guys that we've gotten so far, and uh, you know, the way we're headed.
0: Now, also, Coach, uh, for style of play, what's going to be a style of play you you going to play fast, defend and rebound, get out and transition, free flowing, or are you more of a just a, a set running sets and then try to try to play a little bit of zone? So, based on your roster you've seen so far, uh, how do you see yourself going going about it?
2: Well, you know, I think. Um, I think it was Coach Huggins I was listening to one time at Clinic. He said, you coach what you know. Uh, and what I know is is to play fast and get up and down the floor. And, you know, I was lucky to work for Shaka Smart for the last eight years and, you know, be around him and, and be at VCU via Texas and, and really have a front, you know, front row seat to, uh, you know, some great programs and, and uh, be a part of that. And so I think for us, you'll really see us try to get out and transition early and often. Uh, and then we'll be more of a set-oriented team from there, um, but we're really going to try to utilize our guards to get downhill and attack the rim at every chance that we get, and, and I think you'll see us take a lot of threes, uh, you know, take the right threes, but take a lot of threes, and, and as you can tell, whether it's the NBA, college, whatever, I mean, we're shooting more and more threes as the years go on, uh, and that's the way our game's really developing, so I think that's what you'll see us doing, and then defensively, we're, you know, we're going to extend our defense, and really try to, you know, pressure our opponent um, within the realm of that we can. But that's obviously still developing, too, because, um, you know, I've got two guys that, that I've never had the opportunity to work with, you know, who are coming in in July. So um, they're going to be, you know, they're going to be able to help our team next year. So, um, you know, it's going to be ever-evolving. But, again, you coach what you know, and that's what I know. And, you know, getting up and down is going to be the style of play that, that we're going to be most familiar with.
0: The non-conference scheduling, coach. Uh, how are you going to schedule these games going forward? I know a lot of schedules are probably done for you. High school you are going about scheduling non-conference going forward.
2: Well, for us, I mean, it's some of the schedule was done. We've we've been able to, um, you know, kind of put our stamp uh, on the schedule. Uh, probably a little bit more than most coaches, just because there was a little more work that needed to be done. Uh, obviously, we're going to, you know, go out and play a few high major teams, uh, in our non-conference and, uh, and test ourselves that way. And then, you know, we've always had a healthy dose of Southern conference opponents, um, you know, on our schedule and playing, you know, playing guys at our level in, in, in home and homes, but, you know, we're going to want to schedule aggressively, uh, especially as we get older and our team gets older. Uh, but you know, we're, we're probably, you know, I don't know the exact numbers, but I got to imagine, uh, we're probably going to be the youngest team in the big south next year so we're trying to schedule smart uh but also really challenge ourselves which i think we've done uh so i think our fans are going to be really excited when they see the schedule come out
0: now coach if you could discuss so who are some coaches who really had a big impact on you and your career and has helped you in the business inside and out of business and be the man you are today
2: well i you know i I worked for for Shaka Smart for again you know the last eight years. So uh, he he's obviously had the the biggest impact on me uh, from a coaching standpoint uh, of anybody in my career. Um, you know I met Coach when when I was a GA at Clemson and uh, he was an assistant coach there, and then then he hired me at VCU and uh, I went to Texas with him. And um, you know he's he's had the you know the biggest impact on me from from a coaching standpoint and also on a personal standpoint too because he's he's one that that uh you know has always believed in you know the connection between the player and the person and you know really valuing you know the player as a person um so he's had the biggest impact on me i mean there's others mike Rhodes at vcu who i worked with for for four years at vcu is is a guy who's had a, a tremendous you know impact on on me um and we could go right down the line. You know, I'm lucky to be in a in a family of coaches with Shaka Smart and, and Will Wade and Mike Rhodes and Jamie and Christian and Jeremy Ballard, who we all worked together uh, at one point in time. You know, at VCU and there's some other guys, Mike Jones at Rafford, who were also worked there when you know before before I got there. So I, I'm I'm lucky as a as a young head coach to be able to lean on some guys like that, uh, who have all in their own way impacted me. Um, you know, from a basketball standpoint, but but more importantly on a, on a personal level.
0: Yes, indeed. Well, i tell you what, Coach. Uh, I look forward to seeing you guys at Asheville play. I've, I've kept an eye on you guys just because I'm, I'm a big basketball fan in general. And, you know, a lot of the guys you mentioned, Jamie and Christian, Mike Jones are guys who come on the show all the time. And I like that you all know each other. That's, that's real cool to me. You know, all of you guys know each other. So that's definitely yeah. a cool thing. Yeah. So, Coach, I'll definitely have you on again in the fall for a Tallon you in the future, man. I've enjoyed this first conversation with you the many, which you for doing me which you many years to come, man.
2: I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on.
0: All right, Coach. Have a great day, man. Take care. All right, it's Mike Morrell on The Boss Man Show. All right, folks, are back in the JR. The Boss Man Show. We're about to be joined by the Western Carolina Canna new head coach, Mark Prosser, here with me on The Boss Man Show. Coach Prosser, I'll tell you what, I'm a big fan of your your, your father, and I'm a, a glad to have you on the show because I've been a fan of his, and I feel like I'm talking to him about talk, talking talk, 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 talk to you, Coach. So I'm glad you come on the show, man.
3: No, I really appreciate having me, and I really appreciate the kind of words about my father. Uh, he really enjoyed spending time there, and his time in the ACC, so, uh, and recruiting there. It was it was pretty fruitful to him, uh, so it means a lot that you brought him up, and it certainly means a lot that you brought him up, but to have us on the show.
0: Yes, indeed. Now, Coach, uh, what does it mean to you, Coach, to get this opportunity to coach uh, the SoCon again? I, I know that SoCon is, a, is one of the great conferences out there, man, and... You know, you're being around your dad. I mean, it's kind of that same kind of ACC country, a little bit Western Carolina, Carolina in general, and Georgia ACC country as well. So, i actually like be over there, Western Carolina, with the cat and mouse, kind of build that program. Well, the Coach Hunter done a great job of that program for so many years out there.
3: Yeah, absolutely, and it's not. Uh, it's it's. I'm I'm, I'm very very. It's it, it's wonderful because I come into a situation that is not something that's broken. Uh, Coach Hunter's done a great job here for a really long time, and um, you know, living up to, to to what he built this program to be uh, is something that's fun and exciting for me and for our staff and for our players. Uh, continue to continue to build on what he did here and um, you mentioned it And the Southern Conference is a very good league uh, there's very good players in this league, there's very good coaching in this league and I think it's very underrated somewhat on a national level uh, but a really exciting challenge for us um, it, it, and, and again you alluded to my father and, and, and the way that he recruited and I think that he did a nice job of recruiting uh, in our home state in North Carolina and uh, had some guys that are, <laughs> are still playing from North Carolina uh, over at Wake and, and they a lot of time uh, trying to keep some of the local kids home, and, and we feel that that's very important, also. So, uh, just a great opportunity and a wonderful place with, with a good basketball tradition uh, that we're just looking forward to trying to build over the next several years.
0: And, coach, uh, how helpful has it been for you uh, with the new four hour rule for workouts here in the summertime to kind of help? Build your program, build a balance of your players, build a report. Kind of get to see them in a situation on the court a little bit there because I know what you got. Can it just you kind of give you some practice plan a little bit more than this? Just work out, you know, maybe you can have an hour practice practice throughout the week. So how's it helping you out? Has been a new coach and kind of implement your style?
3: Yeah, you know what? I hope it hasn't helped anybody yet because we haven't had our guys here. <laughs> so I hope nobody's benefiting from it. Uh no, we we our guys come in uh in about two weeks, a little less than two weeks. So um, you know, we haven't had the, the uh the opportunity to take advantage of that quite yet. We will soon. Uh I think it's great. I think especially you know, we have several new kids coming in and we're trying to uh even with the kids that we have returning, we're trying to implement a new system offensively and defensively. I think um you know, every minute we had in the spring uh, was valuable. And I think that every minute we have in the summer is gonna be the same way as continue to prepare for that first game in November. Um, and you know we'll, we'll look forward to that and we've been sort of counting the days um, until we get our kids back, which is coming very, very soon and we're anxious to do so. But I said it before, we kind of got here. Um, you know into April a little bit had a quick spring uh, of workouts and kind of getting to know one another the players and coaches uh, and then it was like you know it was like Christmas morning we had a toy to play with uh, and then your parents took it away from you we haven't had, we haven't had our kids here uh, for a while but you know thank goodness they're coming back soon and uh, we're certainly looking forward to that and, and I do think like you said I think it helps Uh, to have a couple extra hours on the floor and you certainly don't want to wear guys out or um you know you don't want to run guys ragged in the summertime you still want to be hungry uh, and focused when they come back and not beat up so it's a fine line i think you have to walk a little bit uh but man we're excited about and i think our kids are excited to get back as well
0: exactly now i'll tell you what um what do you feel has changed most about the Southern Conference uh, in your years of being in the business over the years? I feel like you know the g- basketball has gotten better. Like you, you had Matt McCall at Chattanooga, where he went to, went to Massachusetts, Steve Forbes over ETSU, Wes Miller at Greensboro, doing what they're doing. So, uh, do you feel like that's the quality of coaching, the quality of player, the quality of just the game itself has got supposed to be over, over over the years there? And it's, it's okay. Yeah, and I
3: think you mentioned. Yeah, I think you mentioned a very very good one. Um, You know, I I would add Mike Young at Wofford to that list, who I spent a lot of time with and work for, and the program that he's built. And obviously, uh, what Coach Hoffman's done over at Mercer, right in your backyard, is uh, has been fantastic as well, and it's it's it's, it's challenging, and, and you have to feel up to the challenge to take on that you know the, that that game schedule where you're going to talk, you know, you're going to go up against several of those guys that you mentioned, and then several more that are very good basketball coaches. Um, you know, it's it's changed a little bit since I was at Wofford several years ago, and you know, the honor the College of Charleston and Davidson, and the App States, and things like that. But uh, the basketball is still very good. The caliber of player is getting better and better. Um, and again, we're, we're trying to make sure that we're up to that challenge and we're recruiting young men that can compete and, and excel in this league. Um, and then excel on a national level as well and, and have the opportunity to play in the N State tournament. Um, and then once you're there, you kind of see what you can do. And, uh, you know, that's the goal and, and that's where we'll be every year. But again, it's the, the people that you mentioned and the coaches that are present already within the league. It's, it's going to be hard. Um, it's going to be hard, but we're certainly looking forward to it.
0: Now, Coach, as you try to build out this roster in the future going forward, um, are you looking for more high school guys or transfer guys, JUCO guys, you know, uh, maybe international guys, too, if it, if it fits right? So, And what kind of composition of the roster are you, you looking for each year? Are you trying to get balanced or do you want to be old most of the time or you want to try to go young sometimes as well and just build?
3: Yeah, I, I think it's, you know, they're all – they're all different. Um, And and what you feel you need today might be totally different than what you feel you need tomorrow. Um, And you try to fill those holes with um, what you feel like is right at the time. Um, And and we sort of came in and, um, you know, we were anxious. We were, you know, we have a good group of core players back um, and we felt the need to to hopefully address some needs initially, uh, immediately. And then and sort of build for the future as well, because I do think it's about building a program and the teams that I've been around, uh, that have been successful in, in, in coaching in NCAA tournaments um, have been teams that have had experience and they, they've been in the system and the, the older guys, the guys that have been around to sort of bring the other guys along and, and sort of, you have that culture of winning and, and the culture of the players sort of coaching one another and saying, this is what we're about. This is how we do things. Um, so I do think it's important to have experience within your program, uh, but again, it's, it's hard to pinpoint exactly this is how you know we're gonna. This is you know, how we're gonna recruit. We're gonna focus on this. I think it just kind of depends on fit, finding the right young man uh, for what you're looking for, uh, finding the right student athlete that fits your program, that fits your university, um, and then it doesn't matter to me what that looks like, where they're coming from. Uh, it doesn't matter to me as long as they're about the things that we're about, um, as long as they're the type of caliber student athlete that West Carolina wants to have. Um, when they fit that mold and they're about the right thing, uh, then I think we'll be on to something, again, no matter sort of what, uh, where they're coming from.
0: Now, Coach, the biggest question I get from high school guys and other AAU coaches around the area is about style of play. So if you could, Coach, share with my listeners the style of play you plan on employing, just your philosophy of how you you love to play each year, but, you no know, of course you're going to kind of tailor to what kind of roster you have. But how, how do you want to play ideally, Coach?
3: Yeah, I think you have to adapt a little bit to the, the personnel that you have, um, but I'm similar. My father used to say when he was awake, and even when he was a before, that the older I uh, the older I get, the faster I want to play, um, and I want to play fast, and then uh, I want to transition from defense to offense very, very quickly. Um, I don't, that doesn't mean doing it uh, you know, irresponsibly and turning the ball over and taking bad shots, but I want to get the best shots we can get for our team as quickly as possible. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, if you look through our history and our staff's background, um, you know, we've been involved in offenses that have been, you know, the top 25 at times in the country in scoring. Um, and I'd like to play that way. You know, that doesn't necessarily mean, you know, running and trapping and pressing and all that defensively. But, you know, transitioning to, to, to offense very quickly, it's a brand of basketball that I think that uh, the young men want to play in that's attractive. Um, and that's what we're trying to do here, make an attractive brand of basketball for people to come and, and attract student-athletes, but also to uh, fill up that arena It's beautiful that it seats about 8,000 people that we have right on campus, um, and, and it's a fun brand of basketball to watch. Uh, to come and spend, you know, your entertainment dollar, seeing, uh, watching a bunch of young men that you can be proud of and, and represent you as as a fan and alumni base very well. Um, and uh, again, you know, like you said, hopefully it's something that that the kids and prospects and students that you speak to find attractive and, and they want to be a part of at some point.
0: And a non-conference scheduling and coach is another big thing about it because you know I get asked it a lot too, and I try to explain mm-hmm. to different coaches and, and young men that for the mid-major team, non scheduling is a bear because you might have, sure. you got to deal with guarantee games for one thing, depending on the size of your program sure. university, what they need you to do. You, you might get playing in a ZIMP tournament, which still, you know, which is tricky at best, depending on if you can get in or not. <laughs> then you got to get Very two well for ones, you know, if you want to get someone to come play you at home. So for guys on your level, it's just a, a, a maze and a puzzle trying to figure out getting 13 good games not conference-wise to get you ready sure. for conference play. So if you could, Coach, uh, how are you going to go about it? West the Carolina? And do you have any you know, challenges I listed above that I kind of tell people about when it comes to your level of yes. basketball? Because it's just a, a thing that the regular fans, does I understand, that, that you and I both understand pretty, pretty, pretty darn well
3: sure absolutely it's, it's different you're right and i think people think that hey your school's close to this school and it makes sense why are you guys playing and um you know we'd like to see that rivalry happen and, and for a lot of reasons it's difficult uh and the main reason is because you have 351 division one head coaches that are all trying to schedule 31 home games and 31 wins <laughs> um and it doesn't work out that way it's really hard to do so um but you're right i mean every school has their own um uh, know, challenges when they're putting their schedule together, Um, you know, and and you do, you play a couple guarantee games and and you might have to travel a little bit and you know, when you get it going, when you're good and, 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 you know, you start winning some games or people think highly of you, um, they don't want to come and play you at your place. Uh, and you got to find the right opportunity to have home games against good competition. And um, there's a lot of parts that are a compliment that people don't want to come to your place and play you because that means they think you're pretty good, which, hey, that's great. So, you know, you need somebody to sign on that dotted line on that, on that contract to say that they'll, get, they'll come and play. Um, I do think you want to try to build your team up and put them in a situation to be successful and put them in a a position to be ready to go once conference play starts, Um, you know, because really for us and for teams at the mid-major level, that's what's most important. um, you know we're going to be nine, you know, 99% of the time a one bid league um, from the Southern Conference, as most of them are. Um, but I do think that if you have your guys ready and are starting to play, starting to peak, uh, play at their highest level in late February, mid February, late February, and into March, um, you know, you have to put yourself in a situation where to win those three or four games and and um, and play in the NCAA tournament, which again, that's the goal for all of us, and that's going to be our goal, you know, year in and year out. And, Um, you know, I I do think that there is a way to go about it. I think there's a, there's a, um, you know, there's a science to scheduling and there's a science to keeping your guys, um, you know, good physically, mentally, and making sure that they're building up towards something in late February and early March. Um, and it's just pushing that right button at the right time and, 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 um, scheduling, you know, sort of, again, scientifically to put yourself in a situation to be successful.
0: If I want a guy for you, this is Coach. You know, Coach. I spend a lot of time around the NBA with a lot of the Hawks, traveling with them with their, with their radio network team and the Falcons as well. But mainly the NBA. So, I want to ask you, sure. coach, are there some rules in the NBA, maybe the six-second second, second, second shot clock, the four quarters, uh, the five-team fouls, advancing the ball at the end of, end of the game, uh, the 24-second shot clock that you may want to see implemented in college basketball kind of make the game better for our fans who, love, who, are, who are not basketball heads like you like you or I, but just the casual fan can <laughs> stick to it from November on through March Madness, not just for March Madness only? Yeah, I do. I
3: mean, there's there's some things advancing the ball and four quarters and things like that that give us an opportunity as coaches to be a little more creative. Um, probably gives us a little more of an opportunity to, um, to call more timeouts and, and spend a lot more time with our guys um, just because you have the option to you know, run different things, advancing the ball. Now we're working on OBs. Now you have a different look at what you're doing. Um, but I'm also a big believer that I don't think the college game is broken. Um, I think we have a wonderful brand or a wonderful product that we put out, um, and you see it, you know, throughout college basketball season every year, and you see it as it gets into March and, and the passion that people have for it. Um, you know, your casual sports fan is, is totally tuned in, uh, especially from championship week on into March, and um, you know the things that happened last year with UMBC and things like that. I, I think it just helps. Uh, again, you know, our, our college game is such a good one. Um, I don't want to do too many things to change it uh, because I do think our product is something that's very, very good. That's pure in a lot of ways uh, when it's done right. Um, and, and certainly, you know, I, I enjoy being a part of that. Our team will, will certainly enjoy being a part of that as well. So I guess, you know, a couple different ways to answer your question, but I, I do like what we have right now. I like what we have going. Um, and again, I don't, I don't feel that it's broken much, uh, you know, in a lot of ways, um, I, I do kind of like the, the the you know the, the game that we have on the floor right now.
0: Well, Coach Pross, I tell you what, man, it's been a pleasure to have you on this show. Look forward to having you on the show again real soon. If you're coming to Peace Jam, I love to meet up with you. If you're coming to Peace Jam down here, uh, while these coaches coming to town and let's have you in the studio. If you can make it down for that, but hopefully I'll definitely see you at Mercer when you guys play Mercer for sure. Definitely come down here and check you guys out, man. For sure, for sure, Coach.
3: Yes, sir. I really appreciate you having me. It's great to meet you, and, and certainly wish you guys all the best.
0: Thanks, coach. You have a great day, and we'll talk to you real soon. Yes, sir. You too. All right, it's Mark Prosser, people, on the Boss Man Show. All right, you folks, it back in the Jr. The Boss Man Show. you are going down to Huntsville, Alabama. Well, really, normal Alabama, but it's with really Huntsville down there with the Space Center, where I've been to multiple times. Coach Dylan Howard, you know him, coach of Alabama and Bulldogs. Coach Howard, man, howling down there this this summer in Huntsville, man.
4: Well, everything is going good it's it's nice and hot, and we've been working the boys pretty good. you know they're getting a getting a taste of what it's all about with the new regime
0: well, coach uh how's this four hours been helpful to you? I know you got four hours now from two to work out these guys, so are you maybe doing like an hour practice a day or are you doing them split them up even more than that trying to get more work out of them Kind of put in your style kind of get you get a feel for the new new regime in, in town now
4: well i mean thank god for the ncaa because it was just perfect timing you know with someone like myself taking over uh being the head coach now and now we we're able to get extra time so now i am able to put in my own philosophy of how we're going to guard things how we're going to play how we're going to attack on offense uh and the way i've broken it down so far we do, uh, three day, three one hour, uh, practices per week, uh, but then on, uh, the fourth day, we'll break it down, uh, as far as just skill and developmental work. And that, yeah, coach, that's the
0: main thing about the summertime is player development. That's a big thing nowadays. Player development because if you guys aren't developing in the summertime, when they when they get a chance to really, really, really get better, with that summer, it's that spring and summer, where they guys get better, and get to the gym and kind of focus on that drill work and get themselves to the player they want to be for the, the upcoming season.
4: Exactly. I mean, I mean, it's huge. And and in today's game, I think the fundamentals are just lost. Uh, I'm from uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana, and obviously Indiana being the basketball country that it is, I grew up on fundamentals. All my coaches taught fundamentals. So we spend, even even if we're practicing for that hour, the first 15 to 20 minutes is just basic, fundamental basketball, and I I still say that's going to win you games in the end. So we really concentrate on that skill development work.
0: Exactly, and that's something that I've been around that Atlanta, Atlanta Hawks so much coaches how Coach Budenholz and his development staff really had regimented on the middle drill work even NBA guys. And if you notice how a lot of the Hawks, young players performed, either a guy you're familiar with, Antonio's Cleveland from SEMO. Yeah. How they made him yes. much better in a short period of time just yeah. by the drill work they put him through <laughs> pregame, post practice, before practice, just working with him on his game.
4: I mean it it just it's gonna pay off and, and it goes a long way, and that's you know, just to be able to start teaching our guys, just I'm gonna tell you just something as basic as I start a lot of my practices start off with a a four corner passing drill where I'm teaching the chest pass, catch it in the numbers, catch it with two hands, step when you pass the ball, and then and then we when we when we catch it, uh, the guy that's passing the ball, he catches it on the bounce and he just does a simple reverse pivot. And I tell you what, some of the guys struggled with that because they never been taught that. It's amazing.
0: Wow, I've been also in basketball camps from Frankie exactly. Allen, Coach Howard. Frankie <laughs> Allen taught me that in basketball camp. Maybe I'm 31 now, so that was made. How old was I then? <laughs> that was like 20 some <laughs> years ago. Learned like in basketball camp in You know, like
4: wow. Yes, and something so simple like that goes a long way because I I keep telling them about the jump stop, the jump stop, and then and then and then we incorporate it into our what I call our basketball moves. Once we get the basketball, I'm teaching them the jump stop. Now you can pivot off either foot, but just basic fundamentals like that that has been lost in today's game.
0: And coach, you know what was crazy? Uh quick story last year. I was at Tennessee State's basketball camp with Coach Randy Peel. We were going over screens and how to cut off oh, the screen. Yeah. The, the kids in the high school division couldn't tell Coach Peel and I how many different ways you, 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 kind of, you can go off off screen. Whether it be a let's cut, a V cut, flare. They couldn't tell us. Yeah. Simple I, stuff.
4: I, I know. That, I, I know. And I know. And, and just uh, I am going to just say that Coach Peel is one of the best. I, I like Coach Peel a lot. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know, he was like, boss man. These kids don't know how to go off. Always go off for screen. I'm like, I don't coach.
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Which he's I like, know, he's I like, know. tell the kids when you, I, said, I learned this since eight years old in basketball. You know. know how I do these things
4: exactly. But I
0: feel like coach. Like exactly. I think the coach. They just roll the ball. So it's the same play.
4: That's the problem. That's it. That's it. That's it. And it's it's a shame. It's a shame. But but that's one thing I've, I've and I told our players, you know, once. Once they did hire me uh, to be the head coach, I just told them guys, "We're we're going back to the lab. We're we're going back to basic fundamentals, and and we'll build our way up from that."
0: And coach, uh, for your roster composition, uh, with you being on staff previously, and so is it say saying you going to have to keep a lot, of, a lot of guys you're recruiting, a lot of guys you're talking to, you gotta build the bond with them so if they, they they see you're the head coach now. Are they more still coming or they kind of moving off the grid
4: on you a little bit there no no they're they're uh everything is still full go i mean we were we were able to keep uh every single player no no one left no one transferred out and some of the recruits that we were still on there i mean we're they're they're still in the fold uh so i mean we really didn't miss a beat right now which which was great uh you know and and the continuity is still there, so uh, I mean we were able to just pick up and and, and move on and 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 like I said, everything has worked out great so far.
0: And now speaking of the roster, comes coach, you coach, I know at the level of your level, being in, in the conference you're in, that you have to get some mixture of high school, a mixture of transfers, a mixture of JUCOs, a mixture maybe an national guy that works out for you. Depends on where they're from. So in that sense, coach. Are you trying to stay older, per se, or maybe try to have a little bit of freshman, sophomore, junior, senior balance on, on your roster going forward?
4: Well, I, I think going forward, we're, we're going to probably tap, hopefully tap into the uh, high schools a little bit heavier this this coming up year. Uh, you know, one thing about Huntsville right now, and even the state of Alabama, got some real good high school players coming up, uh, not only uh, this 2019 class, but even 2020. So right, because, because right now we do, we, we are heavy on the transfer side, so we're going to be a little bit older this year. So we want to really tap into some some young talent and bring them in here early and, and go ahead and start developing them.
0: I hear that, Coach. And I know non conference scheduling is another thing on, on your level, Coach. I try to tell a lot of young guys I talk to, and a lot of AU coaches, that, that you can't really – a lot of major schools, especially HBCU schools, have to play guarantee games. So yeah. that, so you can't really judge them off of their non conference schedule. They have to raise money for that late department. Yeah. That's that's requirement that's, that's, that's Yeah. And then you got to try to get guys to come come play you. And Luckily, Huntsville is a, a town people are not first to going to. Now, some schools is a town. I don't know. I, I'm not going there no matter what you forgive me. I'm not going there. <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, so, But Huntsville's not the <laughs> kind true. of town. You know? So you can probably <laughs> exactly. do, do two for ones or maybe try to get in a zip tournament in, in, whether it be in Orlando or the Bahamas or wherever they have a zip tournament set. So, yeah. I come skeleton wise, uh, how do you see us going about doing it? To try to make sure that Alabama A&M has, the, has the best schedule possible with with the with the, with the already built-in challenges that you have in building the schedule, non-conference-wise. Well,
4: well, kind of like you just said. Sometimes you you do have to go for that uh, two-for-one in order just to, for that one year. Try to get a try to get a home game. You really try to concentrate on. Some of your uh, uh, area schools around the state. To <clears throat> try to do a home and home. Uh, sometimes you can even do a home and home in the same year. Uh, I've done scheduling, wow, probably for the last <laughs> probably for the last 15 plus years. So I have a good feel uh, of uh, how to get the scheduling done, and where it's not going to just absolutely devastate us as far as the non-conference. Uh, and, and and like I said, you, you really got to try to stay within your area. And and a lot of times those schools will, will give you a home at home, uh, whether it be the same year or one year home at your place. And then the next year you go there. So, and sometimes you just got to get creative. Uh, but we, we've been pretty good. Like uh, we played this year, uh, we played, uh, Georgia state here, uh, at home, uh, um, uh, I know it was one more we we brought in here and played at home, but it, it was it was pretty good. So if you can get if you if you're able to get two or three home games, you're doing pretty good as far as a, a swag school.
0: You got that right. And and now, coach, I want to ask you this man. uh for as you know, you personally, are there any rules you love to see? Maybe the NCAA tweak. Maybe going to four quarters. Maybe six personal fouls. Uh, team fouls sitting at five. If you go to four quarters, twenty second second shot clock, advance the ball. I like, kind of think like the NBA of, I'm an NBA guy. I cover the Hawks all the time, so it's like I think some of the rules would be good on the cost level too. You know, maybe even send the line out a little bit to give us more space in, in, inside there. It was so, so compacted down there. So, that's some rules in the NBA that you love to see maybe the college game maybe adopted in the future here going forward?
4: Wow, I, 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 I'm gonna sound like an old man because <laughs> I'm old school. Leaves the college game to where it is. <laughs> I guess. The only the the only thing that I might that I might tweak, maybe move the three point line back again because I think that three point shot has become a little bit too easy, and everyone now thinks they can shoot a three and they can't. Because, you know, some of those percentages are pretty bad out there because everyone – and now, now because the big man is pretty much almost obsolete. All big men want to shoot threes now. So maybe I would look at maybe an NBA three even for college. Uh, but other than that, oh, boy, leave, leave that college game alone. <laughs> I
0: got you, Coach. I got you, man. That's what I got for you, Coach, this. Food option in Huntsville. For people, God asks coaches about the food option in their town. So, Coach, for you, what is your maybe top one or two food spots? in Huntsville to be able to get you something to eat at, man, when you're leaving the office after a long day of hard work. What's with, 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 with you guys, man?
4: All right. I, I'm I'm going to give you my number one is Moles. Have you heard of Moles? The Southwest Moles? No, 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 no. Moles is a barbecue joint. Oh, okay. I love it, it. it is it is a chain because I know they have one in Birmingham. But Moles has some of the best ribs and some of the best wings you ever want to eat. And the sides are pretty good also. So Moles right now is my number one go-to spot. And probably my number two, I'm, I'm big on Chick-fil-A. I, I just,
0: I got to have I don't like Chick-fil-A. it, Coach. <laughs> I just all chick fil a out, man. I don't like it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
4: hate it too much, probably. I don't like it no more. Really. Yeah, probably, probably. <laughs> but I, I can still keep eating it.
0: <laughs> yeah, see, Coach, you're like, I don't know, man. If I give food too much, I, start, I, start, I, I, I don't like it. You know, it's like Chick-fil-A sandwich again. <laughs> the chips and the, the cookie see, good.
4: You, <laughs> the you got you got it. You got it. Well, you got to diversify. You got to get sometimes you got to go with that salad.
0: Yeah. See, I get my sausage, Coach. Try the
4: spicy Southwest South. <laughs>
0: okay. I'll do that. For you coach, I'll do that, man. I'll do that for you, man. Like, you know, it was funny. Uh my, my guy that coaches out at uh Cal State Fulton, Coach Taylor, he came out here. Yeah. He, said, he okay. said, JR, take me to the Waffle House, man. I want some Waffle House.
4: Uh, 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 <laughs> he uh, told me uh,
0: he to go the Waffle yeah. House. I am like, for real? They
4: don't have them, they don't have them out west.
0: Oh, uh, okay. I was like. The Waffle House, yeah, yeah. The Waffle House. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. okay. Yeah. I see he <laughs> ate that stuff up, Coach, like it was nothing, man. <laughs> he wolfed that Joker down yeah. like he said. I see, I got some of this to go, to go. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Wow,
0: <laughs> because I don't eat it, so like I don't eat it, but I went with him because he wanted me to go. I'm like, okay, we'll go
4: exactly. But exactly. I'm <laughs>
0: yeah, see, I'm a good guy, man. I just bit the bullet for my boy, I bit the bullet for him, coach. I was like, okay, we'll go we're
4: there. You, going go. To go, to there you house, go, man, we're
0: going to go, man. I ain't really my cup of tea, but i go there with you, man.
4: <laughs> but coach, when you
0: come to town, man, go to Taco Mac or six feet under. Uh, it's a nice seafood restaurant. Got great food there, and or ten Lizzies. You can pick any three tacos, but oh. ten ninety nine, any way you want them. Ten Lizzies. Oh wow! Yes, it's one okay. right downtown on Peace Street. You can't miss it.
4: Okay, I, I always need a good place to eat over there. Yeah.
0: Are, are you coming <laughs> to town for the for, for the Peace Jam? You coming to town?
4: I I will not be there for the Peach Jam. I will because I'm gonna I'm gonna pretty much I, I'll be in the Atlanta area. I, that's where I'm pretty much gonna do all my recruiting. Probably in the Atlanta area. Okay, well,
0: coach, you got my number now. So when you come to town, I got you. <laughs> give me a I holler. We definitely give you some Tim uh, Lizzie's or some taco mac or some six feet under because I, I coach. I food in Atlanta. I love it and I love barbecue. So it's all good, man. <laughs>
4: okay. Okay. All right. I'm going to definitely give you that call. No doubt.
0: <laughs> well, Coach, it's been a pleasure to have you on this show, Coach. I call on actually, man. I'm, I wish you the best of luck this year, and I hope you turn your interim gig into a full-time gig going forward, man.
4: Thank you. I really do appreciate
0: it. All right, Coach. it a great day, man. Talk to you real soon, Coach Howard.
1: All right. Take care. All right. All right. Bye.